0: Have you ever thought, I'd like to write a book someday, then immediately shoved it aside as a dream with no chance of becoming? This show is about how regular folks went from being dreamers to doers, from letting their life experiences and faith remain their own to sharing it with their fellow travelers. So if you've ever wondered how the spark of an idea could turn into a brilliant book, these author interviews show you how by telling their inspiring and true backstories. I'm Roxanne Thane, one of the co-founders of Rooftop Publishing, and our team is delighted to introduce you to one of those legacy-leaving authors today. Well, everybody, we have a real treat for you today in that we have Christine Van Wagenen here to talk about her new book. And I just want to share a little bit um, of backstory about Christine. She is somebody that I have watched practically my whole life and been so inspired by her spirituality, her fun, the way she gathers others into her fun and the way that she cheerleads everybody, especially when it has to do with her testimony of Jesus Christ and how the gospel will bless their lives. So I'm excited to introduce her to you today because I think that you're going to really learn a lot, not only about the subject she wrote on, but about the process of this book that she wrote on. So welcome, Christy. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me. You, You bet. Well, just tell us a little bit, just to get
1: started with why you even wrote this book and what it's called. Well, the name of the book is simply Listen. Several years ago, I visited a friend who had an accident and she had to lay flat in bed. And at the time, I didn't think too much about what she said, as she explained that she had a time now to really listen. But I had that in the back of my mind for several years. And then when I found myself in that same situation, when I had to be very still and quiet to heal after a surgery, I remembered that counsel. And so I didn't know what to listen for at first. So I had to ask the question So, what do I listen for? And then the answer started to come about listening to so many different aspects of my life, my past life my current life, listening to other people, listening to the Holy Spirit, just listening to nature, listening to so many things. And I found myself writing. Even though I never thought about writing a book like this, I wanted to write a cookbook. I had other projects, a family history book I wanted to write, but I realized that we had to start where we are prompted to start. And so I began to write.
0: Well, so this book is, um, it's not a how-to book, right?
1: Or is it? Um, It's probably, it is helpful because I talk about different things that we listen to. Listen to our dreams. Listen to so many different things. And um, it's a prompt, really, to help you listen. And so there's not long chapters. There's a couple of pages. And so it's a small book that can... Digested little tiny bites at a time. I like that. Now,
0: this is very different from what your personality normally is. So, tell us a little bit about who people think you are and why this was so inspired for you to do something so different from your personality.
1: Interesting question. Interesting to be able to talk about that. But I feel I'm a gatherer. You know, I bring people around, I love to teach. Um, I am. A great presenter. Uh, I do well on stage, so to speak, and I really haven't written a lot. I've done a couple of cookbooks and you know those types of things, kind of whimsical in my lifestyle. Um, and so this is different for me. But that just goes to show you that the Lord can help you to share what it is you want to share, what's in your heart, what you have learned. And that's why we write, really is so that we can leave a legacy to our family or to our friends. I'm very excited to be able to share this with some of my friends because it is so different than what I normally do. And it didn't take long because it all came. And when you know the right people to help you along the path, uh, things turn out quite beautifully. Uh, Let's go into that just a little bit deeper. So tell us about the process.
0: I mean, Did you think, oh, I'm going to have a surgery, I'm going to have this time, I need to think about a book, or did it come after when you were flat on your back, and then how long did it take till you had the book in
1: hand? Actually, I hadn't thought about it at all, and then all of a sudden I was down, and that counsel came back to me, as I mentioned earlier, and then it all just started to come, and it came very fast. I was so surprised, and I started writing. Just on this little pad, I have this darling pink wingback chair that I've had for years. And I just sat in that chair with my little notebook, and I just started writing. And it didn't take long. And I kept the same order that it came the first time. And, um, And then I probably took maybe a month or two to refine it a bit. And then, of course, you take it to an editor, someone who knows how to make it flow well and to be interesting and to keep that um, quality. So it was, it would qualify for a book, not just something I would staple together and hand to my friends. Mm -hmm. So then I set it aside with the intent to let it just simmer for about three months. I don't know exactly why I said three months, but that's the number that came into my mind. When I went back, I didn't change anything. Mm. which was surprising to me. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'm going to have to now dissect this and start over on some of those things, but I didn't. Mm. And then things went really fast. I knew what I wanted as far as the size of the book and the shape, and I knew what I wanted for the cover design um, and how I wanted the book laid out because I had looked at lots of other books while my my manuscript was simmering. I went shopping and tried to find what I really liked in other books, and then put that together, presented that to the designer. And it was was created right before my eyes. It was beautiful. <laughs> and I was very happy. And then um, taking it to a printer and having a proof done, that was kind of scary at first. I thought, oh, what's it going to look like? But it was really beautiful. Mm. And now... It's all ready to go.
0: It is beautiful. I think that it's one of those things that you think you're going to just grab and read through it and you want to get all the way through it. And you might get through it in one night, right? I mean, oh, it could yes. be a quick read, but you're going to see that that's really not the best way to do it. And you, this might even be something
1: you study over decades. Oh, I think it could be. I'm one who has read some books like every year for years and years. And I think this is this type of book um, that Listen really is is that you can go through and do a quick read, but then I would invite readers to go back and ponder on things. Don't, you don't even have to read it in order, or work on it in order, but you'll know, you'll know where you want to read next, and, and study in your own mind, and how that might apply to you, and the way you are thinking and acting. I love that.
0: Well, I, as I read through it, I thought I can hear your voice in the language so clearly, but we talked about doing this audio because we wanted to really, truly hear your (laughs) voice for people who didn't know you personally, like I do. Uh, What I wanted to see if you would be willing to do for our listeners is to just give us a little bit of the backstory on some of these chapters that you've written. So maybe tell us what the chapter is. Um, you don't need to read any of it to us, but then just tell us what got you thinking that way. What spurred that as something people should listen to?
1: I'd be happy to share. I, my, one of my favorites is to listen to your dreams.
0: Mm.
1: Now, you remember that Cinderella sang, a dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. Walt Disney said that if you, um, that all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Mm -hmm. I wrote that because I have lots of dreams. Uh, When I was just a young girl, I had a dream that I wanted to have a cooking school. And I remember practicing in our backyard and I'd have the neighborhood girls come over and I would be pretending like I was doing a cooking class. And (laughs) even in high school, I said to my friends, well, someday I'm going to have a cooking school. And they all just laughed. I said, there's no way you're going to do that. I said, I am someday. And so lo and behold, one day I did. I had a cooking school that I loved. And so we have to believe in our dreams and to have courage to keep going and listening to our dreams. Don't just count them when we don't think it's going to be feasible or it's not going to be possible Or who am I to think that I can have a cooking school? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have that self-defeating mindset. And so really listening to your dreams, there's probably something in there that you haven't even identified yet. That is what you're supposed to do while you're here on the earth. Mm -hmm. It could be very different.
0: Well, I think also what's wonderful about that is that your dream doesn't have to go on and on and on. You know, you can achieve your dream and then say, I did it and and go on and you can close the chapter on that yes. book because you're now, not doing this cooking school now, which is allowing other
1: dreams to exactly. flourish. Exactly. And sometimes we have, when we listen to our dreams, we start to really let them evolve, not just say, this is what I'm going to do, but what does that mean in my life? And how am I going to do that? And who do I know that can help me with that? Or who can be my mentor so that I can... Bring my dream um, into reality. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just throw something fun in there. What was your favorite thing you taught to make at your cooking school? Oh, I had a group of young, um, young students, and they came one day and they said, "Would you teach us how to make Twinkies?" Oh gosh! <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> it is, and you need to know that there's an actual pan that you could buy that's in the shape of Twinkies. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. (laughs) I think that there was a lot of other things that were much
0: more high class than that, but that is a really fun story. Thank you. Okay, so that was Listen to Your Dreams. What was another chapter that has a backstory that might help the reader know a little bit more about who wrote this book?
1: One of my chapters that might not be readily recognizable, like about your dreams, that's pretty normal, Yeah. Uh, It is to um, listen to the cadence of your future. Hmm. What does that mean? It means that you have to pay attention to where you are headed. Let me tell you a story that brought this to mind. When I was in high school, um, I was uh, a majorette. And in California, that was a big thing. And majorette teams were really popular, very competitive, and... um, one time we were in this big statewide competition uh, we were in Southern California and w- bands, of course, you know, just, it was just all bands, no floats and all that, but it was, it's a big parade. And um, the band that was in front of us, we got too close to them and we could no longer hear our cadence, mm. our school cadence. Mm. We started to hear the cadence of the band in front of us. And my majorette team, fell apart.
0: Mm.
1: And I was trying to get that, I said, listen to our cadence, don't listen to that one.
0: Mm.
1: Well, it really fell apart. Mm. And it took quite a while for us to kind of get everybody rounded back up and listening to the cadence of what we were striving to do. It was a, a lesson that I have learned. I learned quickly, actually, to focus on my cadence. What is what is, What am I supposed to be doing? And that goes through our whole life because our life situations change. And we have to be willing to listen to that new cadence rather than being confused by someone else's or what we've done in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really interesting thing. I, I was going to pick on social media and say social media is a big cadence disruptor <laughs> for us. But I think also what you just said is that as we age, our cadence changes. And that's important to be paying attention to as well, that we're not always going to be marching like we were as a teenager. And we can't expect that. We don't even
1: want it. No, really, we don't. And I'm learning that I'm aging quite gracefully because I've tried to really listen to the cadence of my future. Ooh, let's put that on a billboard somewhere.
0: That would be (laughs) so great to think about every day as we drove past. I love that. What is another story that you have a little backstory to that'll just help us feel like, oh, I know Christine's heart. I, I can't wait to tell this story as I give this book as a
1: gift. I think the other chapter that I would probably, that was probably the most inspired and the most, well, let me just say, I wept through the whole writing of it. Mm. And that is to listen to your mother. Mm. Some of us, our mothers have been gone for a long time. Some, our mothers are still here. Sometimes we don't agree with our mother and think that she just doesn't understand or she doesn't get me or she's old-fashioned. We hear that. You know, she's just not up with the times. But there is no one who knows you better than your mother. And there's no one who loves you more than your mother or who has dreams and hopes for you. Even if you've had your times that didn't go so smoothly, it's important to listen to what she has to say. If she's not lo- no longer here, you can still hear her voice. Can you not? Just today, my, one of my sisters called me and she said, I slept in really late. And all of a sudden, I heard our dad's voice singing, oh, let the sun shine in and face it with the grin. And she said, I jumped out of bed. She, she says, I was so embarrassed that I had slept in. <laughs> but anyway, oh, cut all that so out. Cute. I love it. And I feel that. Their voices are for us, that they are in partnership with our Father in Heaven, and that even though they may not be perfect, they are who they are, and they're doing their very best. Oh, that's such a great point, because if, if we have
0: issues with our mother, or maybe we didn't know our mother, there are other people who have stepped into our life in that role. Even if it was just for a moment, a year, a semester, whatever time period, that those voices will come ringing back into your ears when you need them.
1: I think it's an important piece for us to remember because we know that we will be with them again. And um, I, as a mother, want my children to do better than I did. And I'm cheering them on. And as we listen, we will hear things differently as we go through life experiences. Um, I understood my mother a lot more when I had my own daughters. And now, as I have granddaughters, I understand even more. The legacy that I would like to leave as a mother is that my children know that they are loved, and that they can count on me, that my counsel that I give to them is not just off the top of my head, that I have thought about it, that I've asked for divine direction, that I am there. So I hope that, that, uh, that the emotion of that chapter will come through, and that if there is a challenge with a mothered relationship, that you look into it. Say, do I need some help? Maybe, can I get resolve this? Because I really want to hear my mother and have that interaction, even though she may not be here.
0: Mm,
1: that's wonderful. You know, you think about one of the 10
0: biggie commandments is to honor your father and mother. So there must be something about that that is healing or that there is truth to it, even if there were some rough patches in that relationship. So I think that's an important one that you've hit on. That's great. So Christine, I just, if you had to pick your ideal reader, would you just tell us a little bit about that avatar of who they are and who you think could get the most from this? I know everybody can because it's just true principles and, and wonderful wise counsel. But if you had somebody ideal to give this book to, who would you hand it to?
1: I think there'd be two, two different readers that would really benefit from this. One a person who is down, who has to stay still, who is not in her normal rhythm. I am a real doer. I have a mind like a Pinterest page, and I have lots of opportunities to go, 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 and I'm a goer. But when I had to be still, I was grateful that I had something to focus on, to do something not just creative, but something very personal and I would think that someone who is down, needs to stay quiet, needs to have some a purpose, that, that it's not just "I'm going to heal, but it's a purpose to, to really take inventory of my personal life. I don't think that they would have to listen just the things that I wrote about, that they could think about, what should I be listening for? How can I use this time to really figure some things out, or just to hear? What where I've been and where I could be going. Mm -hmm. I think the other um, person who would be a great reader is someone who is trying to slow down. All of us are so busy. There's so many things that we can be involved in. But I think they're saying, how can I do this? How can I stop this crazy merry-go-round without just falling off in a dead heap? I think that reading through this could stop the momentum and give rise to what is really important for me personally, not just what's going on in the world. Mm, I I
0: think that's really true. So you don't have to wait for surgery. No. Oh, please don't. (laughs) Like, let's not hope for that. Um, but but if you just want to slow down, And I do think that it has that feel, um, everything from the the white space on the pages of the book that it's not so overcrowded with text or to-dos or bullets. It's just very clean and just it's a start to thinking about it. Uh, I think all of that works. I You know, I had a neat experience with you as you were working on it. I guess it was late summer. And I came by with some administrative duty you know, you needed to sign a check or give me a check or something like that. And you were out in your backyard in your little rose cottage and you were writing, you were on a retreat. And I promised you I was not going to stay and interrupt your (laughs) retreat, but I ended up sinking into that white slip covered couch. And I think you brought me a cup of tea and we just visited and it became this oasis in my busy week. And I felt like you were the one to write this book. And in just that 30 minutes of talking to you about the project, I felt my soul quiet. And I think that that's what's going to be such an ideal uh, accompaniment to the book. It's going to give that permission to the reader to do the same thing, that it's not only encouraged, it's inspired.
1: Thank you. When we are listening, it's important to process that. And the best way to do that is on paper. You can do it on your computer. That's true. And that's faster. But we're not really in this for the speed. We're in this for the experience and to let those words flow. And um, I have my favorite pens that I'd like to write with. But I have a great computer, too. You know, I can do that. But I feel it's important that we do write. Um, In my little dream, I would love to have a workbook to accompany this um, so that it's a companion and that you can Go back and see what you've written. And maybe the next year you go back and do it again and see how you've grown or what you've learned or um, the direction that you really want to go. So um, we, I really encourage whoever reads the book that they don't just read the book, that it becomes a companion to them. And then they write about that. And who knows, you might write your own book and leave your own legacy I am so grateful for the team at Rooftop, which I'm a member of, but um, it's different being a, a member doing all the processes and being the author. Um, we have someone who works with us and um, she does crunches the numbers, if you will. And one day she said to me, you've almost convinced me to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best <laughs> response you could hope for from a number cruncher bean counter. That's wonderful. Yeah. So as you read, think about what legacy you want to leave. How do you want to hear about your life? What what do you want to listen for? Mm -hmm. Because it's there, Mm -hmm. and it will come in the quiet that you provide. Well, I think
0: one of the other wonderful things, Christine, is that, um, you know, as Winston Churchill said, History will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. You are writing your history. And I'm sure that this book is for your family, but there's going to be a lot of extra behind the scenes that you will share with your family, whether it's in a family gathering or just in voice recordings that you're going to say, listen to grandma or listen to mom um, as you read this chapter. and, And then they can add their chapters to your wisdom. So I do th- I see this legacy just growing legs and
1: going for generations. Well, I hope so. That's the intent. And um, I have loved the process and I have enjoyed the outcome because even now I am so enthusiastic about what's coming next for me. Are because... you going to give us a peek? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have um, a, a book that I want to, that I have been working on that's really my passion And now that I've written this and I've kind of sorted out my life, um, I think I can now go full fledged into this project. And um, so I have kind of a working title. Oh, let's hear it. (laughs) It is The Power of Family Meals. Is your table, is your dining table gathering dust or your family?
0: Oh, it's so wonderful. I love it. Okay, so where did you come up with this idea?
1: Because this is not just a cookbook. No, it's actually, um, this is going to be a kitchen reader, not a typical cookbook. Although I will throw in some of my favorites. Um, But it's more of an opportunity to see how you can gather your family. And the dining table has always been the family altar, right? The altar in the Mm -hmm. home is the dining table. But sometimes it gets pretty cluttered with other things and um, schedules keep us from being together. And so I'm going to be sharing some fun ideas, of things you can do and um, how you engage the family and help them to learn to work together and to um, get skills under their belt. So when they leave home, they're going to be OK. Mm. They'll be all right but it should be a fun book. I'm excited for it to come out. Oh, we're excited for it too. I think that you actually started this in your bachelor's
0: program. I did. Okay, <laughs> I, I thought you had done some of the research then. Yes. So this is wonderful yes. to finally see it coming into being out of, the, out of the scholarly world into the rest of us who want to read the <laughs> world. So thank you. Well, we are just so tickled for you in this book launch. And if there's one thing that we can close with, I would just love for you to just give 30 seconds of advice to someone who's contemplating writing
1: their own book. What would you say to that person? I would say go into the project with a joyful, humble, enthusiastic heart. Don't back away from it. Just keep writing and it will all start to come together for you. Don't work too hard at it. Don't fuss about it. Just start writing and trust Trust what, what is in your heart, what you've experienced. Um, trust those around you to read it and give you some counsel. Don't back away from it. I think that's a perfect way to end. Thank you, Christine. We're
0: so excited to read, listen.
1: Thank you. It's been a joy to be here.
0: Though we've come to the end of this chapter in our author's story and the end of the show, We feel motivated by the legacy created when they took the leap of faith to write and publish their book. We hope this backstory has inspired you to pen the book that's in your heart. After all, your unique and faith-promoting message
1: needs to be shouted from the rooftops.